All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of CoreCast. And this is your host, Tim Liu. And this is Sahil Shinoy. So um, unfortunately, our other co-hosts can't make it today due to a family emergency. So we hope everything's okay with them. But we're going to continue this episode uh, without them. We'll have plenty of stuff to, to discuss. Um, before that, a few logistical things. If you have any questions, post them in the um, the Twitch stream so we can get to them during the episode and answer your burning questions. So without further ado, um, so this episode is about the theory of everything. And typically, whenever I think about the theory of everything, I always think of that movie, I think with Stephen Hawking, if I'm not mistaken. And then I think of things like string theory and just and just sort of a theory that just describes everything. But I don't feel I have any concrete notion. So, so Tim, can you can you sort of describe, like, in principle, what a theory of everything is supposed to be? Yeah. So, 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 so definitely, the theory of everything is kind of like a, like, like a very popular term in science, right? Um, and, and and there's always this notion that you know, like, like you imagine, like, in in a in a perfect world where we have perfect knowledge and perfect, like, the 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 maximum amount of intellect that someone like Einstein, perhaps um, the color part of Einstein would just suddenly write down some magical equations that basically describe every possible thing in the universe. Right. And then every other law, chemistry, biology, whatever, will just be derived from it. And then there'll, there'll be basically no more, no more there is to learn. Right. So, so, so that's sort of the, the, the typical concept of um, the theory of everything. I mean, I mean, it's kind of embedded in the name as well, like the theory of li literally everything. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, we know that in practice, this is not, this is just not viable, right? In practice, this is completely not viable. For example, right, if you look at, I don't know, behaviors of water in the ocean, it's just not possible to describe that using subatomic laws of physics, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but, 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 but I would say people know that, right? Of course they understand that. The notion is that in principle, does there exist one single theory or equation or whatever mathematical framework that can describe in principle, right? If you have perfect computation, like everything that exists in the world, right? That will be the idea of, of a theory of everything, right? Yeah. So one, one question I have regarding that is like, suppose you did have a theory of everything and it describes everything, but like, couldn't you keep going through kind of reductionism of asking where did that come from? Now, where did that come from? And kind of being like turtles all the way down. Yeah, to some extent you could, you could argue that, right? But, 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 but the logic is that um, imagine we have some theory of everything and you can, you can keep asking this question mm -hmm. um, at some point, it does stop because because of mathematical reasons. That's really the hope, right? Like like for for example, right? Um, for example, you can ask the question. Um, for example, we have water, right? You know, how do we describe water? We have water molecules, right? And then you can go one step further. Um, so 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 you have water molecules. What 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 is water molecules made of? It's made of like subatomic particles like uh, protons, mm. neutrons, and electrons, right? Then you can go one step further and further, right? Every step that you go further, 
the laws kind of becomes um, to some extent simplified, but also more restricted, right? Right. For, for example, the the the, water, the laws describing water water waves to some extent it's kind of just just kind of wavy, right? It just uh, it, it just this collective motion, right? And those laws are, to some extent are kind of universal, right? Like similar equations also describe things like sound waves, right? Yeah. But if you get further and further, it becomes more specific, right? Like if you go to the molecular level, water has like H2O, it's a little more specific, mm -hmm. right? But also the laws are a little more stringent to some extent, right? There's these particular, um, like these the, the, the subatomic um, particles that has to obey laws that are slightly more specific, right? And, 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 and you can argue that the, the possible types of, uh, the possible types of laws that you can write down that describe water, it becomes more restricted, right? I know this is a little more abstract, but, but the further down you go to this turtle, Right, mm -hmm. it, you, the 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 on, on some level the 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 description becomes simpler, but it's also more restricted. But at some point, the restriction becomes so severe. The hope is that then there's only one possible theory, right? There's only one mathematically consistent way of describing this abstract thing, right? And then the turtle stops, basically, right? This is like this is just it. If you, you, you can't ask where it comes from because this is literally the only unique mathematical object that can describe yep. anything at all, basically, right? And every law that comes from it. So that's sort of the idea, like the, the dream, if you, if you like, the, the, the kind of the dream of a theoretical physics. But, but of course, um, as we go through this episode, you realize that this dream is, it, it's a bit outdated, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a bit outdated, right? Like, it, yeah. yeah. Before we do that, I want to jump into an audience question. What makes something like one theory as opposed to many different but related theories? Yeah, so so that's a very, very good question. And in fact, it's actually very deep, right? Mm -hmm. And I would argue that we actually don't have a very good answer. Like, what is one theory versus many, many, many theories? Yeah. Right? Um, so, for example, um, you, for, ex for example, you can look at these mathematical equations that describes um, like like a, a continuum of objects, right? For example, water waves, right? That, let's follow the analogy, right? Like a similar equation, you can describe things like sound waves. But of course, it's slightly different, right? Like we think of water as some kind of a fluid. Air mm -hmm. is also some kind of fluid, but clearly the properties are different, right? Then you yeah. can say, hey, they, they are described by a similar equation, like Navier-Stokes equation, whatever, right? Yeah. But then the, the properties are different. So you can say that, hey, the equations are the same, but kind of some of the numbers are slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. Is that one theory or is that multiple theory, right? So, yeah. so it depends on your perspective. You could say like, hey, it's just one equation, but the numbers are a little bit different, right? So you can think of it as, one, uh, uh, as, as sort of one theory, right? Yeah. On the other hand, these are really two different substances, right? And the, and the fact that these parameters are different, you might say that, hey, that's not good enough. It's kind of like a class of theories, right? That this is not the theory of everything yet. It's not specific enough, right? For us to really have a true theory of everything, there should be no parameter, basically. It can't be like, hey, water has this density. No, 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 no. It just has to be one density. Like, this, like, this is the only density that it makes sense. It cannot be anything else. Right? I see. So, so, so yeah, so, so, so it is a very good question. So, so we don't really know what the answer is. And clearly, 
many things in our world are like that, right? They're numbers, like things are not exactly as they are, right? Like for example, my phone, right? My phone has some sizes, right? And then you can ask, well, how come the phone has this width, right? Like what if it's slightly larger and smaller? Is it the same phone, right? Does the same physics describe the phone, right? To some extent it is, but to some extent also it's not, right? Because the parameters are a little different. Um, so so it's, a, it's a tricky question, but, but to some extent, that kind of lies at the heart of the problem. Uh, we tend to believe that when they are parameters, the theory is not as fundamental yet, right? Like there may, yeah. there may be those numbers, there's a reason for them, right? That we have some deeper theory that describes those numbers, like the density of water, the density of air, right? There's some deeper theory that describes, hey, how come water is that density? How come air is that density, right? That, that's not captured by say the theory of waves, right? Yeah. That's that's a very that's a very interesting way to, to look at it. Um, I guess the next question is like, where could you? I mean, for for the listeners, they may not be as familiar with the history of kind of the notion of the theory of everything. Is there some historical examples that you can give where, like, there was sort of first glimpses at a theory of everything, even though it completely failed or? Yeah, I, I would say it, it kind of even started before before science, right? That's why it's a very huh. popular topic. I mean, back in the Aristotle's time, I mean, I don't know the history, history too well, but there's like what, earth, fire, water, I don't know, there, there's a few elements, right? And and yeah. people kind of just wishy-washy, try to explain everything with these elements, right? Yeah. Oh, how come, you know, the human body is like a mixture of water and I don't know what else, like fire, I don't know, right? Wood is made of this and that, right? And that's kind of that's kind of a theory of everything, right? Like there's like five elements. There's no parameter you can tune. It's not like how it's not like fire and you know one point two fire, right? It's fire is just fire, right? It's not like you know. Sure, you can mix them in different proportions, but fire is fire, right? It's just fixed, right? It's not like fire one point five, fire two point seven, right? It's just fire. No. Right? It's just one discrete categories. But of course, like that's not scientific, right? You can't. It's not predictive. You can't say, hey. You can't predict whether the sun goes down using fire, right? There's some, there's some fire in the sun. That's why it's going to come up tomorrow. Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense, right? So, so, so of course it's, it's, it's kind of a theory of everything back in the days, but it's not very predictive. So it's kind of, it's kind of a failure back then. Right. And in, in the same, in, in, in the same way, um, back in the days, people try to predict planetary motions. I, I think Kepler famously had this, um, he tried to, cook up some planetary motion based on platonic solids, right? So you, you yeah. know these particular shapes. I wish yeah. I had some example, like a cube, like a tetrahedron and an and isocahedron, right? Those fancy shapes. Mm -hmm. and, and because there are only five types because of, you know, math reasons, Kepler believed that, you know, because it's so particular, right? There's only five. No, it's not tunable. You can't say half a cube plus half a tetrahedron. No, it, it, you can't do that. A cube is a cube, right? Yeah, people believe that maybe planets just follow these, you know, the motion follow these cube, right? But these, you know, platonic solid. But of course, the theory failed spectacularly, right? Like planetary planets don't follow motions like that; they just kind of orbit around, right? Yeah. Of course, Kepler eventually figured that out, uh, uh, and and he discovered many of those laws, right? And, and, and but the but the spirit you can imagine is there, right? Usually, the spirit is driven by mathematical beauty. Right? It's yeah. just that there are these really nice the theories that are kind of discrete, right? these, these isolated islands of theories where nothing mm -hmm. is tunable, 
and it's mathematically so beautiful that you imagine that hey maybe like this describes nature in some way right and 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 i guess you know if you go to more modern times there are also more modern examples that, that we can walk through yeah no that's that, that's that's an interesting interesting way to view it um would you say that like um are there any examples in like in physics in which uh, actually actually this brings me to my next question um is there a difference between unification and the theory of everything because typically in the in like i guess more um for lack of words, pop science they talk about unifying the forces together is that the same thing as a theory of everything or is that different or how would you think about that yeah so so i would say um unification and the theory of everything is definitely related. You can argue that um, in a lot of ways, unification is a step toward, a step closer to the theory of everything, mm -hmm. right? And, and historically, um, there are many examples, probably one of the, some of the famous one is, 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 is the unification of, well, well let's, let's go through some more common life examples first, right? The, sure. Like, like in, I don't know, in middle school, high school, you learn in math, they're like, positive numbers and then negative numbers, right? Yeah. Imagine you never learn about negative numbers, right? Mm -hmm. let, 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 let's say, let, let's say there's a twin, I don't know, like the twin brother, the, the, the twin, twin one learns multiplication with, with positive numbers, right? Or, or addition with positive numbers. And the other twin learns addition with negative numbers. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what the other concepts are, positive or, or negative numbers, right? But one day they sit down and be like, hey, look, the laws are exactly the same. We can actually combine, right, addition with positive numbers and addition with negative numbers mm -hmm. into one single number system. You can add positive numbers just like how you add negative numbers. In fact, you can crisscross. You can add positive numbers to negative numbers, right? And it's just like a revelation. There's something new to be discovered, right? And it kind of follows this analogy, right? So back in the days, we have, um, we, we have magnets, right? You, you take a magnet, they stick together, yep. right? you can feel the magnetic force, right? If you have a magnet in the fridge, it sticks, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also electricity, right? You know, like Edison, you turn on the electricity, there's light bulb com comes on, ding, right? Or, or, or your, or your, or your um, appliances and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think days people didn't know, you know, they, they seem to be totally unrelated, right? And then there was this famous story, was, was it Franklin, um, I forgot, I'm not very good with history, right? Some, someone flew a kite and then got electrocuted. Right, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, yeah, Benjamin Franklin. And then, but then, <laughs> I think you, so. Yeah, and if you have like a compass, which is a magnet, when the lightning strikes, the, the compass moves. Right. So, 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 what does that reveal to you? Well, it, it turns out that those, those two, those two forces, they look completely different. Right. Actually, can be described by one single mathematical formula. Right. Just like mm -hmm. how positive and num positive numbers, negative numbers, if you've never seen them at the same place, you would think that they obey kind of like different laws of, you know, multiplication or addition, right? Mm -hmm. But really, there's only one multiplication law, right? Yeah. So when that happens, when they realize they're like, whoa, you know, like electricity and magnetism is one for the same thing, right? It's just one formula. It's just one thing. But then, but then there are two different facets of it, right? So, yeah. so, so, so in that way, when, when they unify electromagnetism, the theory becomes simpler. But of course, the, 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 and the equa like multiple equations got combined into yeah. one single equation. It becomes more restricted. 
And you can argue that that's one step closer to the theory of everything, right? Because, because instead of having two separate laws, for one for electricity, one for magnetism, now you just have one law, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully, as time goes on, as unification happens again and again, right, every single fact of science, physics, gets combined into, you know, emerge into sort of this tree of, kind of like the tree of life, but the tree of laws, right? Boom, you, it emerged and just merging into the ultimate theory of everything. But that's sort of the yeah. idea. So, so when you describe um, it being merged into a mathematical description, does that mean that also in like in a physical representation is described by one physical object, or is there actually a distinction between described by the same mathematics versus described by the same like object itself? Yeah, that that's also a very good question, and to some extent, it's debatable. But I would say that historically speaking, um, every time unification happened. In terms of mathematics, right? Mathematically, unification happened. There's always kind of this correspondence that physically, there's also unification, right? Like, like when we realize that electricity and magnetism is one described is described by the same equation, we recognize that it's it's not only is it described by one equation, it's like just one physical object, right? Like mm -hmm. if you have electricity, you can generate magnetism, magnetism, and if you have magnetism, you can also generate electricity, mm -hmm. right? So that instead of talking about two separate things, like electricity and magnetism, we talk, we, we say electromagnetism, right? Yeah. And in fact, in fact, one thing that came out from Maxwell's work is that if you combine the two, you get, you get what's called this electromagnetic wave that carries both, right? Electricity and magnetism, yeah. and this is light, right? And the light is kind of the embodiment of this unification. It's the object that contains both, right? And it, now yeah. it's ubiquitous, right? Everything uses light, the light bulb, radio waves, like you name it, LIDARs and your self-driving car, you know, DVD drives yeah. that nobody use anymore, but your cell phone, <laughs> like ev everything uses light, right? So, so I would say, yeah, historically speaking, there's, it all, there's always, uh, in, in addition to a mathematical unification, there's always this, also this physical intuition that, you know, th this, this revelation that physically, the, the, the object is also literally unifying. It's one and the same object, right? Two things that we thought were different were just one of the same thing. I see. So you're saying that basically in electromagnetism, not only is it described by the same set of equations, two what people thought are two separate phenomena, but also it's it's described by one object, the photon, for lack of a better yeah. name. Yes, some to some extent, yes. Yeah. yeah. Can can you blindly take that and apply it to everything, or like, or just what, what what's the challenge here? Would you say? Um, I would say perhaps practically you can you can almost kind of do that in many cases. I mean, historically it, it, it has been very fruitful, right? Yeah. But but I would say in the for modern physics, um, to some extent that has been kind of a slight paradigm shift. I mean, I hesitate to use that word. Away from this idea that somehow things need to be literally like, like so, so, so right now we're saying that if two things are described by the same uh, mathematical equations, right? Does it necessarily imply that they are the same thing physically, mm -hmm. right? So, 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 so that's the question, right? Yeah. Uh, for many systems, uh, that's true. But of course, 
for some system, that's also not true, right? Like the analogy is um, uh, water waves and sound waves, right? Mm -hmm. We know for a fact that water waves and sound waves are made of different things, yeah. right? But imagine, imagine our technology has not developed where, where we, we don't know the microscopic composition of water and air, right? Let's say we don't have the technology to, to look at the, the molecules, right? Yeah. And let's say for some reason, you know, instead of comparing air to water, right? These are, these are fluids that have slightly similar property. I don't know, water and alcohol, whatever, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we might've mistakenly thought that, look, is water and alcohol the same thing? Right, mm -hmm. we might have thought that, you know, um, but of course, you know, for all you alcohol, alcohol drinkers, right? You clearly they're not the same thing, right? Like you drink it, it's, you know, it's different. So, so, <laughs> so, so you, so, so, so here comes the question now, right? Like, what if, like, what if some of the laws of physics right now that we see, like, has that kind of phenomenon, right? So, like, what if things you know that are the same mathematically maybe physically they're not the same but it just kind of inevitably happens to follow the same mathematical laws then what happens then yeah. right that's sort of this newer interesting idea right that comes out i see where where do you see that playing out in, in today's kind of landscape of, of fundamental physics yeah, so, so I would say that um, for, yeah, of course, like, um, of, 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 of course, in fundamental physics, uh, for example, we have, the, we have the standard model of particle physics, right? Yeah. And the standard model of particle physics, it's, it's like sort of like chemistry. There are many different particles, right? And, and they obey, and they more or less obey similar mathematical laws, mm -hmm. right? Um, and this is kind of similar to the analogy of um, water and alcohol, right? They yeah. obey similar laws. And, 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 and even though they obey similar laws, we know that their properties are, like there's some properties that are different, right? So, so we, know that, we know that they're different particles, right? But, but then, you know, you, can, you, you go to the next step and ask the question, well, should they be, you know, like, does it make sense that maybe these different particles might be manif manifestation of the same thing, right? So, so oh. going, going back to our question, right? Is there a theory yeah. of everything basically that describes them all? Um, and of course we don't know that, we don't know that. And, and, and going, going back to your question, right? This is sort of a conundrum now, right? So. So should we expect a theory of everything that, that, um, that says these particles are, are one and the same? And, and, and I would like, right? Like I would love to have, to, to, to say, these are all different pictures of an elephant, right? Like maybe one particle is like the trunk, one particle is the tusk, right? Yeah. They look slightly different because of the viewpoint, but maybe they're the same thing. But, but on the other hand, they also, also hints that in the standard model, right? Like the, the reason why things are described the way they are might be because it's inevitable, right? What do I mean by that, right? Um, what do I mean by that, right? 
what I mean yeah. is, 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 let's go back to the analogy of water waves, right? So you have some water, let's say the water is not moving. So it's just some stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And you jiggle it slightly, okay? You can kind of argue that mathematically, if, if water was made of anything at all, right? That things has to be continuous, right? So, 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 so there's no like action at a distance, right? It's not like if yeah. I poke the water here, like the water over there will get jiggled, right? If I poke yeah. here, the water has to jiggle locally, basically, mm -hmm. right? If I just apply these basic principles, I can derive the laws of the water waves. I can derive the wave equation, right? Mm. Now let's, let's go back, now, now let's take this analogy back to particle physics, right? Well, if I tell you, I have some models of fundamental physics, particle physics, right? These particle physics kind of have to obey similar laws like the water waves, right? If you poke a particle here, the particle can't just teleport to the other side, right? Yeah. It has to, the interaction has to be local. And if you just throw in some other jazz, right? It has to obey some symmetry, has to obey Einstein's, you know, relativity. Yeah. It turns out that you are forced to write down something like the standard model, basically. You can go wow. through the math, right? Yeah. Then you kind of scratch your head to like, well, you know, is it really just inevitable that we have something like the standard model? Or is it telling us something more? You know, these, are, these may come from one and the same thing. Um, well, we don't know, right? So. Yeah. Um, so I want to go to an audience question really quickly. It's asking, what is the advantage of having a theory of everything? Is it even desirable? Yeah, I would say, I would say it's desirable to the extent that it drives physicists. Right, like, like I, I believe that whatever you do in your in life, you need some like kind of like a greater goal to be like ah. Oh. So you wake up in the morning and you feel good about yourself, but 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 I would say I would say beyond that, uh, like be beyond personal personal motivation. One could argue that historically, sort of this drive to unification has led to tremendous uh, theoretical progress, right? So, 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 for example, I mentioned the unification of, so, so this drive of um, the theory of everything has led to multiple layers of unification, right? So electromagnetism yeah. is one of them, right? So electricity and magnetism is one but the same, but it doesn't end there, right? So we also have this weak force that the listener might not be familiar with that basically governs radioactive decay. And, you, you know, any one of you listeners might scratch your head, be like, well, what the heck is that, right? Like none of us are very familiar with it, but if you take a uranium, it decays, you know, there, there's some interaction there. And that's mm -hmm. so unfamiliar, right? Like none of us have really experienced radioactivity. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it very much. Um, <laughs> and, and for sure in your mind, you wouldn't say that, oh, you know, this, radio, this radioactive decay is, is anything but familiar, right? But it turns out, um, by some many physicists, um, I think Steven Weinberg and, and probably there's quite Salam. a few. Um, yeah, yeah, Salam and I'm I'm probably butchering the critic there, right? That there are many yeah. physicists who work on this. Mm -hmm. It turns out that they are governed by the same laws, right? It's just slightly different oh. viewpoint, right? And and the linking part is, is 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 the Higgs 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 boson basically. But but we'll cover that in 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 a in 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 a separate. Video, uh, episode right 
So it turns mm -hmm. out that if you'd add the Higgs boson in, these all tied into one single framework, electricity, magnetism, and radioactive decay. Just one, you, you know, just one, one and the same thing, right? Three things together to one, right? Yeah. And, and there's also a very tantalizing hint of what's called the grand unification, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, so where we have an extra force, the strong force that binds the nucleus together, there, there are hints that maybe this force is also described by the same framework. Right, here. Mm -hmm. right, so I would say that it's worthwhile to keep that in mind because it's so tantalizing, some of these hints, right? And and it, like for example, if you if if you if you put put a gun to my head and be like, hey Tim, you know what 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 like if if you put a gun to my head and be like, hey, what do you think of you know the the grand unification? Do you think all the what the electricity, magnetism, weak force, and strong force are one and the same thing? I'll probably say yes. Right? <laughs> if I, if I have to like put my life in the line to say yes or no, oh yeah, I'll probably say yes. Like it's just it's just that tantalizing. So I would say. You know that's why it's worthwhile to think about things like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Would you would you also say gravity, or is that is that a is that more? Yeah. Debated? So, yeah, yeah. Of course. That I mean, we still haven't addressed the elephant in the room, right? So, so every time people talk about the theory of everything, um, there's mention of string theory, okay? Yeah. And then people ask the question, well, and and, and also they they also quite a a lot of people who don't like it you know maybe because maybe it's too popular or whatever right and, and and so so what's up with that right so basically i mentioned you have this grand this grand unification idea is very tantalizing mm -hmm. and of course then people say hey you know maybe everything all the forces should be described in one framework right it, but the only force that's missing right now if you have grand unification is gravity right yeah um so how do you do that right what are ways to combine it? It turns out that with string theory you could, um, but 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 of course, it's very speculative because we don't we don't have any experiment to test to test it right. So 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 but it, it's very tantalizing and the idea is that um, it, it, it's basically similar right. It tells you that those forces are de described by one single equation and that equation is these equations are string theory and the fundamental, the basic principle of string theory is just that instead of thinking of objects as particle, you think of them as slightly extended objects mm -hmm. that are not, that are not, uh, fun, that, that are not infinitesimally small. And it turns out that that's very important for gravity. Right? Yeah. So instead of basically the current model of particle physics is to think of these particles as point particles. I mean, you of course have the particle wave duality in quantum mechanics, but instead of thinking as point particles as interactions, think of them as like a little bit more spread out in that sense than, than infinitesimal points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that's why. So, so that's why a lot. Of, that's why it's strings, right? So, so the first step to make particles slightly bigger, kind of. Is to have them be strings, right? But it's usually it's generally a misconception, right? String theory is not just a theory about strings; it's a theory about strings plus plus, right? It's like string and more, right? It's also oh. you, it could also be a theory about sheets, right? Um, these are one, some of the uh, what they call D-brings, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not and, and string is just the first step, you know, beyond particles, and and 
and one reason why it's so reasonable, it's such a reasonable thing to do. Um, um, it goes like this, right? So, mm -hmm. and, 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 and this has to do with gravity, right? Okay, yeah. so, 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 okay, so, so we know that gra the, the one thing that's particular about gravity is, is, is that when, when gravity becomes very strong and very small, things become weird. Right. Mm. I, I, I'm sure I'm sure you're familiar with it. So 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 what happens when things becomes really small and really strong in gravity? Like what, yeah. what's the thing? Uh, I, is it does it have to do with uh, black holes? Exactly. Right. Uh. So, yeah. Yeah. So so obviously. Right. So if you have a so imagine you have a single particle. Right. And mm. if it's a single dot, it's so small. It's infinitesimally small. Right. If yep. you pack all the energy in an infinitesimally small dot, that particle is going to turn into a black hole, right? So it's no yeah. longer a particle, all right? So also a black hole, it, to some extent, it kind of loses the information of, of the fact that it's a particle, right? And also black holes kind of have the size, right? So by yep. definition, if you add gravity to a particle, the particle has a size. It doesn't have a, mm -hmm. it's not infinitesimally small anymore. So naturally, you kind of have to consider what happens if the particle is not just a particle, it's got, it's got some, I don't know, spatial size to it. And then if you just do that, you're kind of stuck with string theory, right? It's just kind of like, well, it is what it is, right? So, so, so from that viewpoint, um, it's, also, it's like, you know, what, what else, right? It's very natural to have string theory. And it also turns out that if you have string theory, yes, indeed, that there are ways you can actually um, use string theory to derive Einstein's equation, which has to do with gravity and, and potentially all the other physical laws, right? So, 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 so that's very tantalizing, right? That, that string theory may be the candidate of this theory of everything, right? Mm -hmm. I see. So you're saying that string, string theory describes just instead of point point like particles describes them with a bit more of a, a size to them and so when you take gravity into consideration you need to worry about the size of things otherwise infinitesimally small point point particle doesn't make any sense because yeah 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 because of black holes it's be, it's just because of black holes right it, it that's why that's one of the reason why gravity is so particular right uh -huh. is there is there other other forces or other things that that we may not be taking account with these four things like could there be more than four forces to unify yeah absolutely i mean in fact there, there, there could be additional forces that are just kind of so like 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 just just how like you and i we're not familiar with the radioactive decay the, the weak force right yeah who's to say maybe there there are some yet to be found particles that exist in the universe that could have other forces that cause them to decay, right? And also mm -hmm. there's, I know we may, haven't mentioned this, there could be dark matter. Who's to yeah. say that dark matter, you know, like 80% of the matter budget of the universe doesn't have some extra force, right? So, 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 so all that is possible, right? But, but the nice thing is, um, so, so, so there's sort of these two viewpoints of string theory, right? Okay. Yeah. So, 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 the more historical viewpoint and also the more popular science viewpoint is that it's it's like the candidate theory of everything. It's just the thing, right? Yeah. There's also this this other viewpoint that's related to the things I, I mentioned earlier, 
the thing about inevitability, right? Mm -hmm. String theory seems like kind of an inevitability when you have particle physics and then you would just add gravity because things have to be a bit bigger with gravity. It yeah. seems like an inevitability. So of course, with this inevitability, string theory can very well describe you know, any extra forces you throw at it, right? Huh. So, 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 so then to some extent, there's also the, 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 this various perspective now, right? Yeah. So sure, st string theory, um, sure, maybe it is the theory of everything, right? Because it des could describe everything. But, but another point of view is just that maybe it's a theory of everything because of how flexible it is mathematically, right? It's just a, mm. such a great mathematical tool. Like yeah. anything you have, you can more or less describe by, you know, particle physics and, or like string theory, right? Yeah. So if, so, mm -hmm. yeah, if I were to take like devil's advocate and kind of, kind of go uh, with the viewpoint opposing string theory, can I say it predicts anything you want it to predict? So what's the predictive power of it? Like just a theory that can just morph to whatever you want it to be. Why, why is it even considered is my question. Yeah. So, 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 so some people, some, 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 some people have that criticism, but, but, but it comes with a caveat, right? Okay. Yeah. So imagine a world without string theory. Okay. Yeah. And, and with particle physics, like, um, so we say, Hey, I hate string theory. Let's just go to particle physics. Right. Mm -hmm. And imagine we have infinite computational power. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And, and we can com compute anything in principle. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and in, in a normal particle physics, the theory we have, it turns out you can't calculate everything <laughs> consistently. <laughs> Some things you compute won't make sense. And we already know that actually. So, 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 so that's why the ordinary theory, like standard model, it's a theory that's incomplete, right? So, mm. so, so, so a complete theory, like let's go to this analogy, right? This analogy of like uh, addition and multiplication, right? Yeah. If you know one plus one equals two, you know a billion plus a billion is two billion, right? Yeah. The standard model is not like that. The standard model tells you one plus one is, is two, but then when you add a billion to a billion, it gives you infinity, which is nonsense, oh. right? It, it doesn't tell you everything, right? Yeah. So, so just that fact that was, tells you that the, right now the theory is no good, right? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. imagine you go to your bank, right? Like, you know, let, let's say you make a, a transaction of a billion dollars. You just no, it doesn't work, right? You're yeah. Gonna ditch your, you're gonna ditch your bank, right? Like, even yeah. though you're not never gonna make a billion dollars, but you're not gonna like that, right? That's insane, <laughs> right? Like, why would he do that? So, so that's the deal with the current theory of particle physics. It's like that. It only works sometimes, mm -hmm. and sometimes means most of the time, right? Whenever we run experiment. <laughs> Yeah. But the hope is that string theory will work every time, basically. Yeah. Okay? So, so I I agree you I agree you I agree with you. It potentially string theory could predict everything, but that's a good thing. At least it doesn't necessarily predict infinite, right? It can actually predict everything versus what we have right now. And as far as I know, um, string theory is the only theory that can do that. <laughs> so. Wow. So you, there's, yeah. There's, so 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 that's why, if you think about it, it's it's a good choice for a theory of everything. Like we me remember what I alluded to in the beginning, right? The turtles don't go all the way down because at some point you're stuck with one turtle, and there's just one turtle, right? And and if if indeed the only way the theory is that 
the only consistent theory, the only bank that doesn't screw up your transaction is the string theory. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe this is it, right? Like maybe <laughs> maybe that's it. So so to that extent, from that perspective, yeah, it's it, it's good stuff, right? So that's why people like it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that actually segues into our audience question really nicely. Is there anyone who disagrees with string theory, or is it pretty much agreed upon? Um, well, let me just add that I'm not an expert in string theory. I mean, clearly, I'm a I was I used to be a theorist, but I don't st study string theory. But I'm sure many people disagree with string theory, so I cannot speak to them. But I would say, you know, from the people I've interacted with. Um, you know the the some of the greatest physicists alive pretty much string theory it's it's like you know the theory of choice right uh for, for quantum gravity but but let me just add that but but it's not for the reason that i described to you right even though it is a reason it is a reason to believe that um a good reason to believe that string theory may be the theory of everything but mm -hmm. but but this more modern idea is that string theory is inevitable right it's yeah. kind of like it's so reasonable the way i describe it to you you add a particle add some gravity turn into black hole so the part particle is a little bit bigger now so you got yeah. you got to do string theory to some extent right um and 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 so it's just such a natural theory to have right like why not so, so it's a it's a great mathematical framework for for many things basically right so you can use it to study black holes and when you do that it doesn't give you infinite nonsense right it gives you something sensible right you know one of the famous result is that you can use uh, string theory to kind of calculate the entropy of a black hole and it it matches what you would expect normally so so oh. so so for example yeah and and no other theory as far as i know can do that right it just gives you infinity nonsense right otherwise so, so things like that makes people like string theory. It's just a great tool. It's like a tool, like, like imagine this, right? Like you have, you have a calculator that can do one plus one and two plus two and a billion to a billion, right? Yeah. Where every other calculator is broke that when you plug in a billion plus a billion, it just like overflow, like, sorry. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't, you, you would want to use that calculator, right? <laughs> so, yeah. That 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 makes sense. Um, I guess I want to like uh, kind of pivot a little bit and, and discuss like, suppose you did have a theory of everything. It just worked beautifully. It reduced everything to you know one set of mathematical equations of the same sort of structure. Is would it be pragmatic? With just like what would be the issue with that? Or yeah, how could we use that? Yeah. So so I would say beyond just like some nice insight. There might not be too much to it. Like practically in everyday lives, um, it won't be that useful, right? But the viewpoint that there could be something unifying multiple things allowed allow allow you to have multiple perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So 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 let me be slightly less abstract, right? Okay. For example, like uh, remember when I say electro electricity and magnetism are kind of two of the same thing, right? They're yep. described by one physical law. Then you yep. can say, hey, when I look at electricity, maybe I can look at how magnetism is described and use it to describe electricity, mm -hmm. right? And vice versa. 
electrons, right? So, so, so imagine I have electricity, right? I don't have yeah. magnets, right? So instead of having one set of laws, just like the laws of electricity, I can look at electricity from the perspective of the laws of magnetism, huh. right? So then it's almost like I have multiple sets of equations describing the same thing. Yeah. And some of them might be more convenient than the other, right? At times, right? So, so, so what is this concept? This is the concept of duality, right? Basically, mm -hmm. you can have multiple viewpoints of the same objects, and that can lead you to better insight. And this is a very, very modern concept, right? So it tells you that, and, and, and it tells you that, look, you know, just because you have one mathematical formalism of an object, right? Doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only mathematical description. There may be other mathematical descriptions, right? I mean, nature doesn't care, right? Nature is the fanciest calculator in the world. It calculates whatever it wants to calculate. We humans try to approximate them by equations, but there could be multiple equations, multiple ways of describing one and the same thing, right? And, 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 and in some sense, the theory of every, everything also leads to this concept of duality. And that, that's, very, that, that's a very deep, deep idea that, that we can exploit, right? And there, there are many more examples that are, my, more like mind-boggling, I guess. There, 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 there are other examples like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess like my question that I was sort of uh, the point. I guess like the, the way I was thinking about it is if we go back to like Newtonian mechanics, like classical physics that you learned in in high school, and then you learned that oh, there's all these uh, you know like the orbits of the planets, and then you try to try to like forecast that out. It may not be as as useful as a similar thing. Old true with with this or like how, how would you say um i would say it's a it's a it, it's kind of similar but 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 maybe not exactly the same right so 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 yeah so 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 let me take a step back a bit right mm -hmm. okay right so 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 initially we think about the theory of everything as some fancy mathematical framework right yeah. uh, that everyone's striving to be and of course historically we never were able to achieve quite or that, right? So the idea is that um, nature, of course, does not care, right? Nature <laughs> is nature. There's no multiple nature. Nature does whatever nature wants. Yeah. So you could argue that nature is the theory of everything, yeah. right? Like, forget about humans, right? Hum whatever, <laughs> right? Like, there's nature there, okay? Now, now imagine, like, let's say this is nature, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, where, where does the human come to the picture? Well, we have some mathematical framework to describe nature. Right. So mm -hmm. let's say there's some mathematical framework here to try to like cover some of it, right? Yeah. But of course, it, it's never complete, right? Some of these pictures are not complete. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe the theory of everything will be something that's complete, like a com like a thing that completely wrap around my fist, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, mathematical mathematical model, and maybe it doesn't exist to some extent, right? Maybe even though it exists, it's not practical, right? So what we have is perhaps many multiple theories, right? So maybe one theory here that covers this side, another theory that covers the other side, another theory that covers this side, right? Multiple yeah. perspective. Yeah. And sometimes these different perspectives overlap, right? Mm -hmm. When they overlap, there's a duality, right? You, you can change perspective. When they don't overlap, then, then you choose kind of the, the, the which theory is more convenient, right? You know, so... So, so, so now this is sort of like a new, I guess, more modern viewpoint of the theory of everything, right? Mm. Like abstractly, nature is the theory of everything, right? 
but exists tells us that our physical theory of the world might be these just wrappings, kind of partial wrappings, right? And because the the nature exists and there's only one nature, hmm. then then there's this network of duality, and together multiple theories kind of kind of a uh, glue together, taped together by dualities gives you this theory of everything. It's almost like a, there's an elephant. You take a different, like a little picture of each corner of the elephant. Yeah. And you piece together, you finally get a, you know, a theory of everything, right? Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, my last question on this would be that um, if you had a theory of everything, does that mean that you would be able to, like our, our ignorance about everything would go, would go away, meaning Whenever we model things using statistics, we say that, oh, we don't understand this extra thing because it doesn't, it's not explained by anything in our theory. So what I'm asking is if we had a theory of anything, would statistics completely go away? Useless. Um, it's probably definitively not, right? And <laughs> and, 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 I, and I would say it, it's um, it, it's sort of his, historically true as well, right? Like initially people had the theory of um, engines, right? I forgot, I forgot excuse my ignorance of history right of, of, of all, all the of the heat engine and whatnot Pe people have these equations of all oh, air pressure temperature and how much energy it, it, will, it will move the steam engine right mm -hmm. and back in the days people didn't have the theory of molecules right but the equation worked right yeah. so what happened was i think when boltzmann and, and and maxwell and come along and some bunch of other physicists right they they develop like a deeper theory of of statistical physics by looking at the individual molecular motion, and they yeah. were able to derive the same laws, but with a deeper appreciation that they come from motions of molecules. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course, the equations don't change. Right? It's the same equation. Yeah. But then they're able to understand a more phenomenon, like how I don't know phase transition works and all that. Right. So, so in the same vein, I would say that if we have a theory of everything, it probably might not lead to too much improvement in our calculability of things. Uh -huh. It will, in, it will increase kind of, uh, it will give us a better understanding, right? Like imagine there's this duality network There may be, look, look, there may be separate theories that we didn't think are completely related at all whatsoever. Right, and maybe they are deeply related by these dualities. They're still unfound. They're, they're still hidden, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 maybe this could lead to, you know, very speculative, very intriguing way to describe our universe, right? The ideas like, you know, if you know, maybe maybe our universe could be described by a holo hologram. That's mm -hmm. that's a related idea, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you describe the interior of a black hole? You know, there may be multiple perspectives, right? So. So yeah. I would say it's 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 a matter of perspective, kind of, yeah. Fair, fair. So I want to jump to an audience question um, in the remaining time that we have. Is string theory a local maxima? Is it suffocating the discourse by disincentivizing physicists from coming up with other theories? Yeah, I would say I would say not. <laughs> like <for> me. <laughs> I, you know, when I was in physics, I didn't know much about string theory at all. And that, that was not a problem at all whatsoever. Like you could huh. like, like think of string theory, like, um, I don't know, like advanced calculus, right? Like if, if, if you're doing accounting, like you don't, you don't necessarily need to know that, 
right? And and if you if you learn it, great. It's a it's a toolkit that you can use, right? Um, so 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 I would say this fear might have been born from kind of this perspective that um, string theory, like there was this feeling that um, the string theory is the theory of everything, right? And, and but 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 then but then that perspective has, has gone a bit old, right? The new perspective is that string theory sure is is a is the, a theory of everything, but not because it literally describes, like it, not not necessarily because it literally describes what exists in the world, but because it's such a versatile tool, right? Like remember this picture. There's nature, and and we have this wrapping to view to to, to view our nature. String theory is just a very darn good camera, if you think about it. So it's a very good camera. It just takes very good pictures, right? So why not use it? If you, if you come up with a better camera, go ahead, use it, right? But people haven't th thought of a, a, a new cam. People haven't thought of a new tool. So I would say, um, as a theorist myself, yeah, there, there was not a, I never felt like, you know, like there was any issue with or without string theory. Like if I need to use it for something, oh yeah, I, I will. Be the first one to you know pick it up and then apply it right so yeah um going back to what you said before about about a theory of everything not having any tunable parameters does string theory have any tunable parameters so does that yeah yeah so string theory right now has to tune has tunable parameters and these it is a various um various coupling the string tension and whatnot okay yeah so you yeah that, that's a fair point. You can say that, oh, you know, what the hell is this, right? Tuna program, like, <laughs> this seems like it's not a theory of everything, right? Yeah. But the, 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 but because our, because, the, but the, the common viewpoint is that, um, because our, our knowledge is, uh, is limited and uh, the way we calculate things is, it's like, we don't have infinite computational power, right? Yep. The string three we have really is, not, is still an approximation to something greater, mm. right? So you can argue that the true string theory really is the is is this is this thing, right? That's more abstract. Yeah. So we're just taking like little slices of it, and, and the reason why there's parameters is almost like like where we're we taking the picture, basically, mm. right? And at the end of the day, if you if you really are smart and dig down to it, like. I think I think if you look at some of the I don't know some of the documentaries on string theory, there's this super string revolution. Like Edwin came up with this idea that there's this thing called M theory, yeah. right? Then that would probably have no tunable parameter. It's just what it is. It, it is what it is. And string theory just diff, different snippets of it, right? And the parameter is just you know parameterizing how snippet, right? Yeah. So. So it, it, I would say it's not a deficit at all, right? It's just a matter of viewpoint, right? Yeah, that that, that makes sense. Um, so in the remainder of time that we have, I think it's a good time to, to do sort of a recap because we discussed a lot of, yeah, definitely, a lot of different yeah. things. Um, so I, what I got from this is that the, the answer is complicated. Is there a theory of everything? Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Let, let me just answer it definitively. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the voice of nature, right? As an ambassador <laughs> of nature. Nature would say, oh yeah, of course. Like nature is the theory of everything. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there is the theory of everything. So whether mankind can 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 have can can create a, a camera fancy enough to capture the entirety of that, uh -huh. um uh, probably not. <laughs> 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 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. So you're saying there are limitations with the mathematics that we've developed to yes. express, like basically the mathematics that describes this camera and how we take pictures. Yeah, basically. I think I think that's the fair viewpoint, right? Like like an abstract version of the theory of everything exists probably. Like if you put a gun to my head and be like, Tim, like tell me, is there a theory of everything? From that perspective, I would say yes. Yeah, there's a theory abstract level that we all strive toward. It's it's like um, it's it's like what gets you up in the morning, right? As a physicist, right? You'd be like, there's there's a higher purpose, right? Like, oh, there's a it's proof out there, basically, right? That that's out there that you can describe. And on that abstract level, yeah, there's the theory of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Would would you say the challenges with getting a theory of everything, like progressing towards that, is just lack of experimental data, or is there other challenges? Um, yeah, I, I would say the lack of experimental data is more in principle, right? Like, for example, like string theory is in principle testable, right? But if you want to build an accelerator with current technology with, with enough energy to really, like, to really probe string theory, you need to be able to able to create really small microscopic black holes right basically basically you have you you have to do the scenario i described right take a particle inject so much energy in it and turn it into a black hole right so that yeah. you can see the structure the structure of it right or, or get close to it to see like you, you know like like how close can you get to the particle is the particle surrounded by some shroud of black holeness right like you know yeah. or is it some strings right then then then, then, then you'll find out. But yeah, it takes so much energy that in principle, it's like discouraging, right? Like you need an accelerator the size of the galaxy or whatever, right? Probably something more insane. And it's just not possible. But, but, um, but I would say, I don't think we should be discouraged, right? I mean, science is always, you know, it's got ups and downs. It's beyond, it's beyond us, right? Maybe it will take a few thousand years. Like we'll probably, like in my lifetime, probably never find out, but that doesn't mean we should stop trying. Yeah, it's tough, but I, I would say that, that it, there's still things we can do to go work toward that, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely sounds more motivational yeah. <laughs> than your previous answer. <laughs> yeah, so so it's a it's a really difficult problem, and it's just mostly. Um, you you're you're in the mindset that string theory is an approximation but not the true theory of everything yeah historically yeah historically yeah one could argue that maybe we'll never get we'll never get closer right it's always going to be a camera that takes imperfect pictures maybe we're okay with that you know maybe it's not so bad right yeah <laughs> so on, on that note We'll leave on a more optimistic note. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so with that, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us this this time around. And we'll see you all in two weeks. Anything else to add, Tim, before we head up? No, thank you to all your listeners for, for joining this time. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time.